Hey Beavers, this is episode 13 of Recognizing RHS. First up, we have our student and staff shoutouts. Then we'll have the weekly rundown. Then we'll have a student interview with Nicholas Storia and Ethan Brennan. Then we'll wrap up with a staff interview with Ms. Poji. We're very excited to announce that this episode is officially sponsored by Smoothie King. Mike and Anna Day, Painesville Smoothie King owners, donated this week's prizes for our shoutouts and guests. We wanted to thank them and we think you should go give their new store a visit. Before we start our episode off, we wanted to take some time to talk about Riverside's Mental Health Week. This week, there are designated colors to go along with each day. Today is teal for anxiety. Be sure to wear orange tomorrow to spread awareness for ADHD. Then wear green on Wednesday to show your support for those battling depression. On Thursday, wear your gray to spread awareness for mood disorders. And on Friday, the theme is rainbow for Awareness Day. Mental health is important, and it isn't a joke. We hope you decide to use this week to show your support for those currently battling with their mental health and choose to educate yourselves on the topic. Check in on your friends, start the conversation. You never know what someone is going through. All right, to start us off, we're going to do our student shout-out. This week's shout-out goes to... Olivia Usach. Olivia Usach is a junior on the girls' varsity lacrosse team. She attends the Remote Learning Academy. Olivia was selected to represent Ohio on the U.S. lacrosse national team along with former student Mila Udovic. They will compete in the tournament in this May in Maryland. Congratulations, ladies. All right, next up we have our staff shout-out. This week's shout-out goes to... Miss Biller. This is actually Miss Biller's second time being our staff shout-out, but we didn't want to overlook her awesome virtual art show. She created it for her students who have been working hard all year. Miss Biller is a photography teacher while also being the art teacher, and she did not let COVID stop her from sharing her students' talent. She took the opportunity to share all the students' work, and it turned out great. We're so grateful to have such a supportive and spirited teacher here at Riverside. Thank you, Ms. Biller. Moving on to the weekly rundown. There are so many great things that happened this week, so let's get started. Starting off with the softball team, there are so many players who are at the top of the list for our area's leaders. First off, we have Emily Lemos and Emma Kowalchuk, who are in the top 10 for batting averages with over 600. Then we have Emma, Emily, and Amanda Kolar, who are ranked 1, 2, and 3 for runs scored in the area. Lastly, Emily Lamos and Grace Fisher are ranked 1 and 2 for pitching records at 7-0 and 6-0. Moving on, we have the baseball team who had a great week. The boys are now on a three-game win streak. Nicholas Torrey and Ethan Brennan are a part of the area's leaders for RBIs with 12 each. Christian Knight is also an area leader for the most strikeouts with 21. Next up is boys lacrosse. First off, we have Jack Parton, who is first in the area for goals scored this season with 35. Then there's Caden Tinner, who is second in the area for assists with 18. Also, Ken Schobert is second in saves with 97, and lastly, freshman Mason Miller has second best face-off win percentage. Moving to girls across, we have Olivia Usach, who is third in the area for goals scored with 37, and Chloe Bano close behind with 26. Olivia is also second in assists with 17. Also, Avery Artino is in third place for saves with 62 for the season. Lastly, Olivia Usach is in first place for the area for draw control and ground balls. Moving on to track and field, we'll start with the girls. First up, we have Lauren Shamba, who is top 10 for pole vault with a height of 9 feet, and Natasha Zahersky is in the top 10 for high jump with a height of 5'2". Natasha is also second for the 100 hurdles and is in the top 10 for the 300 hurdles. And lastly, Cheyenne Durda is in second for the area for the 3200 with a time of 11 minutes and 18 seconds. Next, we have the boys track and field leaders. To start off for shot put, we have sophomore Jason Ryan, who is in the top 10, and Ryan Poji, who is top 10 for discus. Ethan Putney is second in the area for pole vault with a height of 13-3. And Mason Stevens leads in the area for high jump with a 4-inch gap between him and the second place jumper. Simon White is second for hurdles with a time of 15.46. And lastly, Bryce Weber leads the area in the 1600 with a time of 4 minutes 32 seconds, 0.85. 
Congratulations to sophomore Adam and Jack Carbone for finishing in third place at the annual AWT Robotics. Congratulations to sophomore Adam and Jack Carbone for finishing in third place at the annual AWT RoboBots competition. RoboBots is a high school combat robotics competition that allows high schoolers to partner with industry mentors to build combat robots. Congratulations again to Adam and Jack. Great job, guys. Also be sure to check out Riverside's Twitter page at recognizing RHS. Also be sure to check out the Riverside Twitter page at RHS underscore Beavers to take a look at the online art show. The art show was put together by Mrs. Biller and is a combination of all the students' artwork over the year. Make sure to take a look at the show. Look out for the choir concert on May 6th. The students have been working harder than ever and are so excited to show all their hard work off. Make sure to keep an eye out for this. It's going to be great. Good luck, guys. All right, that's all for our weekly rundown. Let's move on to the interviews. First off, we would like to welcome baseball players Ethan Brennan and Nick Lestoria. How are you guys doing today? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. All right, so to start, could you both tell us how the baseball season has been going so far? So uh, we've been doing pretty decent. We're like, we're uh, we're average team. We're um, we're beating the for sure teams, like the bad teams, and then we're we're in really good competition with the the really good teams that like Mayfield and Kenston. That's yeah, great. we started out kind of slow. We lost what was it around six or seven in a row. Now we've won the last. I think so we're, yeah. we're turning it around yours are hot right now yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. so about how many games a week do you guys typically play in like usually two or three sometimes four or a double header on the weekend yeah it can, it can most it's usually not seven like there's usually a game not every day of the week it's usually like up to five yeah you guys feel it at the end of the week like you guys are pretty sore I know he is because yeah. he pitches but oh I, I'm, I'm for sure not <laughs> yeah throwing on Hundred plus pitches, pretty much every game. Uh, yeah, it takes a toll on your body <laughs> for sure. And then, how have you guys been pre preparing for your games? So, um, we practice. <laughs> I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I know there's there's not there's, 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 there's not much we prepare for. Yeah, honestly. it's just like typical practices. It's 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 hitting inside, yeah. and when we're outside, it's just infield, outfield, and like hitting live off each other and machine pitch and stuff, yeah. that's it. Are practices, like, any different if you, like, know that it's going to be a tough game? Or are they, like, typically the same thing? Typically the same. Yeah. Um, so out of all of the games this season, which one, which win has been the most rewarding? Uh, definitely our last game against Chardon. We had a lot of kids make mistakes early in the game and then just um, put them to the side and succeed later in the game and then Nick hitting that game-winning singles. It's yeah. great. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. oh, it was beautiful to watch. <laughs> <laughs> so are there any specific games you guys are looking forward to, like any redemption games or a rivalry? I think South. I'm, I know I'm looking forward to South because we lost. We, we got blown. That was like one of our blowout losses, and I feel like we can definitely contend with them. Do you yeah. play every team twice in the conference? Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. Nice. You guys lost to them earlier this season or last season? This season. Yeah. So what team do you think is going to be the biggest challenge this season? Um, definitely the San Ignatius game. They they were the reigning state champs, and they come in with like thirty plus guys on their team. <laughs> we're over there just sitting with thirteen. <laughs> so, yeah, and they get kids from all over the state just to come uh -huh, play yeah. baseball. When's that one coming up? That already put, that already happened. Oh, it did. Yeah. You guys only play them once. Yeah. Thank uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> How would you guys describe your team's chemistry? Um, we're. We have a good team chemistry. I mean, like, we only have three seniors and uh, a couple juniors. Most of our team's really young this year. So yeah. at first it was it took a little bit to, like, 
get everyone like in the swing of things quite yeah. literally and yeah. um <laughs> uh and then as the as the next few games and weeks went by i feel like we we've really come together as a team starting to uh work we were doing we're doing more solid making solid contact at the plate now yeah we're um we're starting to win games now and i feel like that's a, our team that's because of our team chemistry yeah nick how was that game winning rbi it was nice. I know I I was 0 for 4 going up to the plate with oh, two wow. strikeouts, so I was I, I was on a little bit of a cold streak. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I heard your dad yell, "You needed that hit." Yeah, <laughs> I did. So, what's been your favorite memory from your baseball career so far? Um, definitely playing at the Captain Stadium about a week ago on Sunday. Yeah, it was uh, we were down by one going into that fourth inning where we scored all our runs and then. Me hitting that triple to deep center, and then I saw oh, wait, I saw Coach Wakeham get fired up. That was, that was one of the best things I've ever seen. Yeah, I saw that the replay on Twitter. He was like going crazy. He was he was <laughs> getting so hyped. It was so funny. <laughs> For me, it's probably yesterday. Uh, was it no the, the last game we played? Probably yeah. it's probably that because I've never had like a walk off before. Yeah. that was pretty cool. Especially for your team too, like the high school team. Uh-huh. That's yeah. So, Ethan, what are your plans for the future, and do you plan on continuing baseball in college? Yeah, so I'm playing baseball at Ohio Northern University. It's about three hours away in a town called Ada, Ohio, and I'll be majoring in engineering. Nice. I'll be joining Trent. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, he's going there, too. And then, Ethan, do you have any advice for underclassmen? Yeah, I'd say just stay focused in the off season. It's all it really comes down to. I mean... The one coach I go to, I know most of the kids on the team goes in too. Yeah. Um, he really knows what he's talking about, and he's made me such a better baseball player since I started going to him. Good luck with the rest of the season, and thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Of course. Next up, we have English teacher and play director, Miss Poji. How are you doing today? I'm great today. Can you please tell the listeners what your job is here at Riverside? Uh, I, am a, I am an English teacher uh, for English One Honors, so freshman English, and I also teach a class called Literature and Film and a class called Theater. I'm also the English department chairperson, and I direct the uh, Spring Musical and am the advisor for Riverside Theater. So if you couldn't tell, she's pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your favorite part about teaching? I think my favorite part of teaching is watching students grow and change, especially freshman year. Um, Freshmen change so much from the beginning to the end of the year. They go from being just little kids to, you know, young adults. And I think that's the best part of it. All right. And then switching gears, did COVID have an effect on your decision in picking Songs of the New World? Definitely. We uh, originally had another show in mind for this for this year um going in we were ready to announce a different show uh, about a year ago we were ready to announce and um once the quarantine hit and then we had all these changes and regulations we had to choose something that was would be able to fit into those regulations so we had to have something that the the actors could stay socially distant we had to have something where they weren't really touching or sharing props um and so choosing songs for a new world lent itself to that environment because it's more of a concert style musical than um, a plot driven musical. And uh, the message of songs for a new world also was what drove us to choose it because it's talking about, you know, making a big change and going into 
those changes with uh, high hopes of, of a new world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was definitely cool to see it, because like, I like go and see all the musicals. Like It was completely different from any that I've ever seen before. Yeah, it definitely was. Staying in their chairs and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of talking about COVID, how was like the virtual aspect of the play with like the live stream and stuff? It was a challenge, and thank God for Mr. Allen, because <laughs> uh, Mr. Allen is really the one who uh, spearheaded that side of it. We worked with three different cameras. We had to have new technology in, this, in the facility to... Um, be able to produce something that was live streamed and and balanced definitely the sound was probably the most challenging part of that especially with a live pit so we had to micro uh, mic our pit orchestra as well as all of our actors so trying to get that balance for somebody who's watching it online is a little bit more difficult and challenging than doing it right live in the house so what other teachers help you put together the musical so mr allen is our tech director and uh, he directs the fall play. He this year also uh, was one of the co-pit directors, so he prepped the pit orchestra and prepared them for the musical. Uh, Mr. Allen, or sorry, Mr. Andre uh, is our business manager and also works with tech. And then Mrs. Palermo, who's not in the building anymore, but she's a former teacher here. She is our vocal music director, and this year she conducted the pit during the show. So we all have multiple jobs. Uh, I I direct. Uh, produce, and then also do all of the costumes. So combined, we do uh, quite a bit of work together. And then what is your personal favorite part about putting the show together? For Songs for, the new, Songs for a New World, uh, I think the best part was, um, you know, up until the Monday before the show, everybody had their own schedules, and we were, uh, we don't normally produce in April. We normally produce at the beginning of March, which means... We don't overlap a lot of sports that way. So for this show, really, we did not see a full cast until the Monday before the performance because (laughs) uh, everybody was every which way. But of course, this show lends itself to that because there are so many solos. So I believe that the, the, the greatest moment for me was to see everybody in their spaces and see it from beginning to end. Um, and all of the tie-ins that we had worked so hard to develop between the relationships of the characters with the lighting and all of that kind of thing, that part to me was amazing. And there was this moment where Mayor Vosicki sings Stars in the Moon, and we had set up this amazing scene for her with, with three of the guys. And at the very end, I had not seen the light cue yet. And she hits the last note and she touches her face and the whole back of the stage becomes stars and moon. And I was teary, crying. It was probably the first time I cried all week and it just kept going from there. That might have been one of my favorite songs, that Star and Moon song. The whole whole show was just such good lights, I thought. Yeah. Pretty amazing, right? Because when you're like so limited like that, like you really are depending on the lighting. Yeah. It's very good. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so moving on, could you talk a little bit about the upcoming musical? Okay, so our upcoming musical next year we haven't chosen a fall play yet um mr allen will work on that over the over the summer break but we chose mamma mia um as our spring musical for next year for a lot of reasons one we wanted to have a bigger cast so that we could pull students back in and rebuild our program because after two years of really limited uh, abilities um being able abilities is probably not the word limited uh ways to work, you know, uh, with COVID restrictions. Uh, We wanted to make sure that we had a big musical for a lot of people to participate in, including uh, the tech 
students. So um, Mamma Mia lends itself to that because you have this huge set that's artistically designed and then a lot of great musical numbers and a huge ensemble. So uh, that's the reason that we chose Mamma Mia for next year. That's like me and Reagan's favorite, favorite musical. musical. <laughs> <laughs> like, that so is awesome. We have had such, I don't think I have ever had a response like I've gotten this year for Mamma Mia um, <laughs> since we did High School Musical. High School oh Musical was another one that people were like, oh my gosh, that's our favorite musical. So uh, it'll be fun. I think Mamma Mia will be a great, great way to come out of COVID a bit. What kinds of hopes do you have for this musical? For Mamma Mia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, my biggest hope is to see more people back in the theater. Um, having, you know, a very limited audience Friday and Saturday, was it was great to have a live audience, don't get me wrong, but to have what we normally have, which is 750 people a night, I am hoping we get to see that type of audience, that big, mm-hmm. huge crowd that just loves what we're doing. Uh-huh. I agree. Like from a performer's point of view, like me and Reagan dance and like not having an audience for our recital last year was probably the worst thing in the entire right. so, because you, the worst, you feed like, off of your audience exactly. and without that big crowd or that big audience, you, mm-hmm. you kind of, you miss that. You miss that part of it, that yeah. huge component. I definitely think you try and like give the energy back that they're giving you. Right. If there's no energy there, then it's really hard to get up there. <laughs> it is, yeah. Perform to the yeah. best yeah. of your Even ability. Yeah, the green screen. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. Uh-huh, yeah. So then, if there are people interested in joining the musical for Mamma Mia, how could they get involved? So the first meeting every year for theater is the first Tuesday of September. So the first Tuesday that we're in session in September, we have our first meeting. And at that meeting, we kind of get, go over what to expect from the year. Um, so students who want to do the full year will sign up at that meeting to do fall play and spring musical. But then students who are interested in just the musical would then wait until November and sign up for the musical. So you can do a half year if you're interested in just doing a half year. Um, but we encourage everybody to try both because it's, it's great. And we really work with everybody's schedules. Um, I always joke that we have had a person from every sport and every club except for boys basketball. That is the only one I've not ever been able to figure out their schedule versus our schedule. Alex, I think you should try it. <laughs> <laughs> you can totally try it. I'm up for anything. But, yeah, we work around a lot of schedules so that we can get as many people involved as we can. Mm-hmm. All right, and then what has been your favorite memory from working with the theater? I think my favorite – you know, I have so many. I think every show you have a moment that stands out to you. But I think um, for me – you know, it's the moments that a senior will come in and, and join theater in their final year. And then you hear them talk about how they wish they had done it sooner. And there have been students over the years who I can recall exactly that moment when they told me that they should have done it all along. And those are the memories that stand out for me. Um, you know, this year being Ryan's senior year, my son Ryan, uh, his that that to me is exceptional, you know, and the memories that we've shared for the year for over the years have been great. But, you know, those moments when kids realize that this is their home, that theater is a, a place where they can be themselves and, and really enjoy the company of everyone around them and that they're safe and welcoming and all that kind of thing stuff. It, it just for me, that's the mo- those are the moments that stand out mm-hmm. to wrap things up. What's been the best piece of advice you have for the listeners? Ooh, find what you're passionate about and and find the organization that's going to allow you to do that thing and um, develop 
develop that passion for, for theater, for sport, for doing what you guys are doing, you know, finding what you truly love and going all in. You want to do that now so that you can, for the rest of your life, remember those moments that you followed your dreams and followed your passions. Yeah. That's perfect. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. That'll be all for today's episode. Remember, you can always reach out to us at RecognizingRHS at RiversideSchools.net or DM us on Instagram and Twitter at RecognizingRHS. Finally, we would love to give a big thank you to our listeners as well as this week's sponsor. Thank you again to Mike and Anna for donating this week's prizes. Please remember to check out Painesville Smoothie King to show your support. Have a great week, Beavers.